Welcome to Almost Here, Around the Corner of Future Technology Podcasts with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used, or just around the corner, from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Coming to Dallas, Texas, September 14th, 15th, and 16th, 2018, the Blockchain and Future Tech Expo. This is going to be a gigantic conference of over 5,000 people. We're going to be talking about blockchain and its applications. We're going to be talking about quantum computing, cybersecurity, artificial intelligence, and several other future technologies that are poised to and actually changing our lives as we speak. Here's why you should attend. As you may know, early adopters are the ones that investigated and profited from things like the gold rush in the 1800s, from the dot-com boom in the 1990s, from the internet boom in 2005, from the smartphone explosion in 2007, from the real estate boom that ended in 2008, and of course, from the Bitcoin boom that started in 2012. Early adopters act now. They don't wait till later. They go out west first, and their covered wagons, they find the biggest gold nuggets. If you consider yourself an early adopter and you want to find the biggest nuggets, then you owe it to yourself to attend this upcoming conference. Blockchain is going to affect how we control and store our medical data, how we send money around the world, how we bank, and more. But artificial intelligence, quantum computing, and cybersecurity will play a pivotal role in our lives as well. And that's why our next event, September 14th to the 16th at the Dallas Convention Center, is going to have not only 5,000 plus attendees, but will showcase blockchain, AI, cybersecurity, quantum computing, and more. You want to get in on the coming gold rush of future tech and opportunity as an early adopter. Don't be left out. To register, go to bftexpo.com. That's blockchainfuturetechexpo.com. Thank you. Hello, this is Richard Jacobs with Future Tech Podcast. My guest today is Nikhil Jain. Uh, co-founder of Oben. The website is oben.me. Nikhil, how are you doing? Not too bad, right? Yourself? Good. Yeah, thanks for coming. Uh, tell me uh, about about Oben. What what do you guys do? Yeah, uh, Oben is an artificial intelligence company based out of uh, Los Angeles, uh, California. And uh, we make what we call uh, virtual copies of humans. Uh, these virtual copies, they uh, look like you, they talk in your voice, they have a personality like yours. And it's um, very easy to make. All it takes is one selfie, a few sentences, and now these virtual copies or what we refer to as pies, uh, personal AI, uh, you can actually uh, start using them right away. And uh, our team, uh, we are based in Pasadena, and uh, we are 50 plus people, with about uh, 70% of them uh, being uh, like top AI engineers and scientists from schools like Caltech, Carnegie Mellon, Berkeley, and MIT. That's crazy. So a selfie, a picture of you, and you read a few sentences to emulate your voice. Is that how it works, or what, you know, what, what's needed to emulate a person? Uh, to emulate a person, like we look at it from uh, a visual standpoint, uh, an auditory standpoint, and uh, from the personality and brain. Uh, so these are the three fundamental components of how we look at a virtual copy of a human. So to uh, to make your visual avatar, if you may. 
to give it a visual representation, all it takes is uh, one 2D selfie from your phone. Could be like an iPhone or an Android phone, just one selfie. And now we can recreate a 3D model of you in a matter of seconds. And after that, uh, if you speak a few sentences into the app, uh, the AI will start learning how you sound and it will then start uh, creating a speech in your voice as well. So you can now combine your face and your voice uh, to, with full animation, all driven by AI, to actually uh, to make it look and sound like you as well. Um, and on top of that, you can actually train it with your personality. Like, uh, let's say, for example, you can potentially connect it with your LinkedIn profile to, so that it can right. learn who you are. And now you can ask it a question, and it becomes like a, like a chatbot, if you may, that uh, it will look like you, it will talk in your voice, and it can answer things about you as well. Would it surprise you to know that I'm a, I'm a, uh, a PAI that you're talking to right now? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty awesome, actually. And I would say that, yeah, that sounds like open technology, actually. So what, what's um, this is kind of crazy and spooky. I mean, what what's the goal of doing something like this? What do you envision it being used for? So, um, like one of the reasons we started open, uh, the inspiration was like uh, from our personal experiences at home. I have young kids at home, and I realized that whenever I would travel, my kids would uh, trouble my wife a lot. It was because they would miss me a lot, and I felt that what if there was a copy of me back home? It looked like me. It talked in my voice. And my wife could use it uh, to interact with my kids. And it would make my kids miss me less and uh, make my wife happier. So that was one of the founding inspirations for the company. And now we are actually working with so many of our partners and customers to create applications, not just to read bedtime stories to kids with their pie, but also uh, like for telehealth applications. We are working with like a top insurance company and healthcare company in Asia to create a telehealth between patients and uh, AI of doctors, the pies of doctors. Uh, we're using these pies for retail shopping experiences. We're working with uh, top celebrity companies to create pies of celebrities and more use cases with their fans. So the opportunities yeah. and the applications are endless with the fundamental pie of a consumer and, a, uh, and, and any individual out there. This is weird, weird concept. What, what's it like to interact with a pie? I mean, what reactions have you gotten from yourself and other people? It's, it's been a learning process for us in which uh, we started realizing that uh, like, it's not just enough to make a static pie, but it's also very important to give, it a, like, uh, give a user the ability to customize it and personalize it to what they want. So in this case, what we do is that when your pie is ready, you can actually go dress it up. You can put on more hair, more muscle. You can choose some dresses for it, pants. Um, uh, you can change your physical characteristics as well. And also, we go to extreme lengths to make it as less uncanny as possible. Uh, so, for example, um, we use AI to actually also map the muscle movements of your face, the eyes, how the connection between your eyes and your lips happen as well when your pie is talking. So we, we actually take a lot of measures for those things too. Um, but also it comes down to the 
the fun factor of it, like if I'm able to create new content and send it to my friends out there, if I'm able to use this pie to actually get some timely reminders to go to my doctor's office or take my pills on time. So those are the kind of applications we're driving as well uh, by just the usage of these pies. Do you think it would be used, let's say, by uh, the elderly that maybe have dementia or senility and, uh, you know, it could be an avatar of like a loved one that would help them, you know, remind them to take their pills or something like that? Yes, and that applies at peer pressure. Like a lot of seniors, they either forget to take pills on time uh, or they just do not want to take them on at all. So the loved one or a trusted one, uh, their pie uh, can actually provide those reminders to take those medications on time or to go to the appointments on time as well. Huh. Very unusual. What I mean, what's the um, what are the kinds of customization? I mean, how advanced is the AI? I, you know, it's, I don't know if this would pass a Turing test. What uh, what kinds of things would people say back to the pie, and how would the pie respond? How how broad is its ability to respond? So the the part of the chatbot is very uh, what we call narrow domain. In this case, the uh, the personality is uh, dependent completely upon you. As in, uh, if you need to ask a question about the weather or the traffic, then uh, uh, there's a lot of broad domain uh, broad uh, broad domain chatbots out there from Siri to Google Home and Alexa. Uh, but if you want to interact with your favorite celebrity and ask your favorite celebrity, or such as like Taylor Swift, hey, uh, what's, uh, what's the inspiration behind this particular song? Uh, what, how did you rehearse so hard? How did you practice so hard to become a great singer? Uh, how do you work out? That kind of narrow domain information can be extracted. Can, the chatbot can be trained for such information and, and with a combination of your synthetic voice and your face and animation can be used to create a more immersive experience between the fan and the celebrity. Are there any examples that people can see this in action? I mean, in, in, what's people's reaction? Do they love it? Do they think it's weird? Do they make the sign of the cross and run away? I mean, what do they think? Um, so far, uh, like, I think we have uh, found uh, that if the, uh, if the interaction consists of, uh, like, extreme personalization, such as if the pie of the celebrity is able to address me with my name, uh, it actually definitely creates that personal connection between the pie and the fan. Uh, one thing uh, we realized about sometime last year that to make it really, really close to human was not the best way to do it. And so we started adding more, uh, let's say, cartoonish features to it or uh, more cosmetic uh, features to it, which actually reduce the uncanny valley tremendously uh, to improve the interaction. In terms of giving you some live examples, so we actually partnered up with uh, a leading K-pop company called SM Entertainment, in which we are creating the pies of top celebrities and creating interactions with their fans. That should be launched sometime later this year. Um, so we are in the midst of lots of testing with different use cases, and so far, the reactions have been quite positive, actually. Do you have to feed the uh, pie? Like, is it helpful to, for the celebrity to, you know, answer like 20 questions and feed that into the pie? You know, because some people may ask those exact questions or they may ask other ones, and maybe that would help inform the other ones, too. Yeah, the, actually, we work with the, agents, uh, with the agent and the manager of the celebrities, and they take the time to train. We give them some questionnaires as well, so they can train the pie of their 
of their cust of their client uh, accordingly. Uh, so these questionnaires might include uh, information which is publicly known or it's quite private or things which uh, like we uh, that the fans uh, will ask them for. So we try to predict those as well after working with the agency, uh, which then can be used. Very interesting. Well, all right. So the celebrity angle works so far. Um, how long does it create? Does it take to create a pie? Let, like, um, let's say you were demoing this live. You know, where does this happen? Do people do it over their phone or just with their laptop? And how long does it take to create a pie? We actually did some live demos last week with about 1,300 people uh, in a, a packed audience. Uh, and all it takes is about one selfie, about 10 seconds, 15 seconds max, uh, to actually get the first visual um, uh, visual aspect of your pie. Uh, and then uh, we demonstrated that now your pie can start singing in your voice, and all it needs is one sentence from you. And uh, actually, this was all captured live on stage. So the first app from Oban is going to be launched later this month or early next month. Uh, and it will be available on iOS and sometime after that, later in April, in Android as well. Hmm. And um, I should also mention that, uh, uh, like this, uh, we also actually make use of uh, Project Pi's uh, blockchain technology uh, uh, to make to completely authenticate and uh, verify your Pi before it's being used. We uh, so all the Pi's go through an authentication process on the Project Pi blockchain. Wow. Okay. What um, this, is it better for you to interact with your Pi multiple times and not just the one time to make it function better? I mean, like, how um, much effort does it take to make a truly great one that works well? So the chatbot part is uh, like the most uh, one of the most difficult parts of the entire uh, Pi interaction process. So uh, we do actually uh, provide that capability that hey, you know, uh, whenever you get some time, let's say to start things off. You can connect it with your LinkedIn profile so it can extract some basic information. And then we are working on providing some very simple questionnaire. Hey, whenever you get some time, add, uh, provide some more information about your likes, your dislikes, so that your pie can learn. And as you know, AI is like a baby when it starts. Uh, it requires humans to put in that effort, that extra effort to actually make your AI useful that it can take time. So the visual part, the uh, speech part, the animation part is uh, ready to go in the app that you will see later this month. Uh, the personality part is something that we're going to be launching sometime in Q3 or Q4. And I, I, I should mention that uh, like in the app that you're going to see, and we will actually send you some screenshots as well of this app, uh, it is completely free to create your pie. Uh, we do not charge anything for that. Um, yeah. Well, what are some other applications that we haven't talked about? You talked about celebrities talking to their fans. Uh, you talked about maybe helping the elderly, reminding them to take their pills and stuff. I mean, what other applications do you see this being used for as time goes on? Uh, we recently uh, got a Series B investment of uh, $10 million from a uh, large uh, retail company called K11. Uh, they operate uh, high-end malls in Asia, and they are planning on using uh, like Pi technology for having a concierge experience for their shoppers. So the way it works is that let's say that you're going to their mall and when you get out of the parking lot, your favorite celebrity would be would come up in augmented reality and this celebrity can now ask you, uh, hey Rich, what are you looking for? Well, I'm looking for a um, black leather jacket. This is my budget. And this concierge can then help you 
uh, like say, hey, you know, Rich, uh, I think uh, I know I've already analyzed them all. And there's about three shops right now which have something available in your budget. So it can actually guide you to those three shops. It can even, when you go to the shops, it can even say, hey, Rich, guess what? I, um, I have a 10% discount coupon for you as well, which you can use when you buy this jacket. Um, and also, if you, it can also have your pie dressed up in those jackets available for you to see uh, before you even go inside those shops because your pie will be having your physical dimensions. It looks like you. So you can save a lot of time as well before you go into the shops to see what it might look on you. You can even share that with your friends uh, to get their feedback before you buy it. So that's another application we are working on in uh, retail. That's crazy, yeah. Well, um, <laughs> what about your pie analyzing who it interacts with and giving you insight based on that? You know, let's say a celebrity and a pie interacts with over time, uh, you know, 7,000 different fans. What about an outward look where, you know, your software profiles and analyzes who it's talking to and comes up with data based on, you know, again, the audience and relays that back to you? So my co-founder, he actually, uh, before he co-founded Open with me, he actually used to be the co-founder of uh, one of China's largest uh, dating companies. It's called Byher. Uh, it's got, I believe, about 190 million uh, users at this point of time. And it's like the e-harmony of China. So one, one of the things that he's working on is how to actually use uh, pies for dating. So in the way it would work is that uh, we are busy during the days. We're so busy right now working or going to school and colleges. And uh, I cannot tell my pie, hey, uh, um, I'm looking for this kind of a person. Uh, like uh, and uh, my pie can now go and look at different profiles. It can actually interact with uh, other people and actually learn from them and then come back to me and recommend to me that, hey, Nikhil, I think that these three people are the most appropriate ones for you to spend time with. Shall we go to the next level of interaction? So in this way, my pie can be used to save me time as well. But also, it is my pie is actually learning from the interaction from other people and making me appropriate recommendations as well. Interesting. Um, is there any space for pies interacting with pies um, to see if, uh, again, the two people can work together? And then only, like you said, when a higher level interaction is warranted, um, then the real people would interact with each other. I think that's a very difficult uh, technical problem at this point of time, Rich. It's like it reminds me of a lot of those YouTube videos where Siri and Alexa are talking to each other. <laughs> I, didn't know they, I didn't know they had that. I get to look at those. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, they have everything. They have it on YouTube, I'm sure. Um, but, yes, um, I don't think uh, it's ready for that level yet. We hope in the future that, yes, uh, ideally – my pie and your pie should be able to talk with each other, interact with each other, and just say, yeah, you know what, this is what Rich wants, this is what I want. And potentially in the future, our BMIs, our brain-machine interfaces can take care of the rest. <laughs> uh, but we're not there yet. Well, I guess a pie could make very low, you know, I mean, you could, a pie can almost be like a secretary, in, in my thinking. Um, if it knew how you would react to certain low-level, non-consequential decisions, it at some point maybe could be entrusted to make those decisions for you, you know, nothing crazier of consequence, and it would act as like a true 
personalized assistant that would do things in the way you wanted them to be done. Um, yeah, actually, my colleague Jeff will send you a uh, like a video uh, that we made as a use case. This was at the request of uh, one of our investors. And this video was sh uh, showing how you could actually use your Pi for teleportation for conferences. For uh, So let's say the two of us are having a call now on the phone. I wish I could see you. It could become more personal. But you might be home, um, and uh, you don't want me to see your surroundings out there. Um, and I could actually see you, uh, your Pi, in front of me in augmented reality. It looks like you. It talks in your voice. But whenever you're talking into the app, into the phone, it actually is animating and speaking in your voice with your facial oh, characteristics. Okay. And it makes it a very intimate connection. And you can do the same thing at your end. It's as if you're sitting with each other, but you're not. You could have your wife like yell at you, you know, using her pie and I got you. <laughs> Uh, my my wife already told me that uh, she prefers my pie more than me, so I think we're well sure. past that. <laughs> um, it, it, you know, I don't know. I don't mean to go towards the negative, but um, what happens if um, someone's pie uh, they put a sniffer on it and they see how it interacts with all the people that that pie interacts with, and they take that data and use it for a nefarious purpose, so they hack someone's pie and they have it say or or do things that uh, would be contrary to what that person would say or do, but somehow because people think it's that person's will that it, it causes them trouble. Yeah, and like we started thinking about like, you know, uh, when you start a startup, uh, you're always thinking about the positive things you want to do uh, in life. Uh, and you want to use technology for the better of the world to make it a better place. And then once the technology uh, like passes a tipping point and it's in the hands of a ton of potential customers and consumers, you start thinking about the implications of it and the negative uh, parts of the technology as well and we took we started going into this like uh, we started going deeper into what could be the downfalls of the technology that we have created we started looking at like how it could be misused as well such as what if i take your linkedin picture and i can make your pie and record this conversation which you are and um, and start creating your pie but misuse it as well so which is when we started going into looking into blockchain, which is that how can we actually authenticate anyone's pie and before it is and attach it to you, register it on the blockchain before it can be used by the owner. And that right, actually, it yeah, it reduces, it, it reduces the probability of it being hacked or misused tremendously because the data is now controlled by you, it's owned by you, and you control the keys to the data. And it's all stored on your blockchain wallet and it's registered to you as well. Yeah, it makes sense. Again, what about the, the data that the Pi gets? You know, like, again, let's say I'm a celebrity and my Pi ends up interacting with like 10,000 fans. Mm -hmm. Is there going to be a feature where I can, I can capture the data of what people said to the Pi, like most frequently asked questions, you know, were they happy or unhappy with the responses? You know, what about for intelligence gathering? Can I use my Pi as a proxy to figure out stuff for me based on all the data it receives? Yes, and all the data actually, it is getting the data for the interaction. And the way we look at it is that it's not just owned by you and controlled by you, but it also is a learning mechanism for you. So you would then, as you suggested, like you would then find out what do people care the most about you? Uh, that what are the most common questions that people care for, and you could actually 
just like how Netflix finds out what kind of content people like to watch and then they reinvest more money into that kind of content. Same thing a celebrity actually is looking at using his pie as a way to find, get a better pulse of what their fans want from them. Okay, makes sense. What does Oben stand for? Uh, Oben in German means uh, above everything, uh, on top of on top of everything. And um, so we look at um, like our applications as, let's say, the face of AI or the voice of AI, and which is why we started looking into different ways to convey that. And we thought of Oben, uh, which is actually also a play on words. Uh, of open, uh, the P flipped to uh, make a B. <laughs> okay, very good. So what's um, what's going on for you guys in the next 12 months? What kind of developments are coming? What's on your roadmap? So we are investing a lot into uh, having uh, our AI compatible with uh, Project Pi's blockchain. Have you heard of Project Pi blockchain? No, tell me a little bit about it. Which which blockchain are you using and is there a token and you know what's that like? Uh, so we, uh, when we started looking at the security of our Pi, we uh, looked at different different blockchains, and we we decided that Project Pi blockchain was the most appropriate one for us uh, because it offered the verification features we were looking for, and also there is a, a robust roadmap out there which helps make the uh, computation capabilities of AI to be distributed across different nodes and make uh, uh, make the processing less uh, more more economical rather, and um, as part of the roadmap for Pi, we are not just investing more and more to make the technology more user friendly, uh, working on different use cases in areas of entertainment, retail, healthcare, education, uh, but also we are now investing a lot into uh, blockchain as well to see how our Pi technology could be more compatible with blockchain to make it more secure for the users and uh, and also more useful. Uh, long term as well. Okay, do you guys have a token associated with it, or is it just you're going to be using the blockchain again to just make sure that someone's pie is theirs and it's not misused? Yeah, Open does not have any token associated with it. Uh, Project Pi, uh, and actually your your uh, listeners are like uh, welcome to check out the Project Pi website. It's Project Pi, uh, P-A-I, ProjectPi.com. They can even go and sign up. Uh, to get updates on the blockchain, they can read the white papers on it. Uh, Project Pi does have its own uh, uh, token, uh, its own coin, which actually it uses it as part of the uh, what it refers to as the humanistic uh, information economy, uh, so that people can actually uh, get compensated for the effort they do. It's like it's their kind of proof of work as well. So Project Pi does have a coin solution, uh, but Open does not. Yeah, very good. So you can check out Project Pi and then open.me. Great. Excellent. So what's, what's the best way? Uh, I mean, you probably just said it, but any other ways for people to get in contact with you to uh, find out more or to try out their own, you know, their own Pi and to make one up for themselves? Yeah. So we will actually send you some uh, information about the upcoming app release, which is going to happen sometime next month. It's called Pi-O, P-A-I-Y-O. So your listeners are welcome to go to Pi-O.com and sign up for the app release and they will get it in their, uh, they will get notification of the release next month. Well, very good. Nikhil, anything else I should have asked you that I left out that's important? Um, yeah, we believe that every person in the world will soon have their own uh, pie, their own copy. And uh, we would, uh, we are looking forward to hearing back from your listeners uh, what they feel about Pio when they make their pie. And we would love to actually see the content they create for that as well. Okay, yeah, that'd be great, yeah, definitely. I'd like to try it out. 
I'm sure it'd be really funny and strange and probably embarrassing, yeah. you know. <laughs> you, you see yourself in the maybe you don't realize how you sound or how you appear, you know. <laughs> well, very good. Well, Nikhil, thank you for coming on the podcast. I appreciate it. Uh, same here. Looking forward to it. Thank you so much. Coming to Dallas, Texas, September 14th, 15th, and 16th, 2018, the Blockchain and Future Tech Expo. This is going to be a gigantic conference of over 5,000 people. We're going to be talking about blockchain and its applications. We're going to be talking about quantum computing, cybersecurity, artificial intelligence, and several other future technologies that are poised to and actually changing our lives as we speak. Here's why you should attend. As you may know, early adopters are the ones that investigated and profited from things like the gold rush in the 1800s, from the dot-com boom in the 1990s, from the internet boom in 2005, from the smartphone explosion in 2007, from the real estate boom that ended in 2008, and of course, from the Bitcoin boom that started in 2012. Early adopters act now. They don't wait till later. They go out west first in their covered wagons. They find the biggest gold nuggets. If you consider yourself an early adopter and you want to find the biggest nuggets, then you owe it to yourself to attend this upcoming conference. Blockchain is going to affect how we control and store our medical data, how we send money around the world, how we bank, and more. But artificial intelligence, quantum computing, and cybersecurity will play a pivotal role in our lives as well. And that's why our next event, September 14th to the 16th at the Dallas Convention Center, is going to have not only 5,000 plus attendees, but we'll showcase blockchain, AI, cybersecurity, quantum computing, and more. You want to get in on the coming gold rush of future tech and opportunity as an early adopter. Don't be left out. To register, go to bftexpo.com. That's blockchainfuturetechexpo.com. Thank you. You have been listening to Almost Here. Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, both to review to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.